Welcome back. Yet another week, the Quintessential Mortgage Podcast. I'm Robert Miller, Vice President, Quintessential Mortgage. I am happy to be back. It has been a, it has been an eventful two weeks, although it's been a, an eventful year for that matter, and I don't think anything anyone would disagree with that. But the mortgage industry has been rocking and rolling, and we've talked about that on the last few podcasts, and we've talked about rates and how low they are and and where they've been and where we think they're going to go. And overall, the industry is incredibly busy. There's no secret there. It's actually, it's never been this busy. And and there's some good and some bad in that as well, as, as a matter of fact, because a lot of people are experiencing the delays of how busy the industry is right now. Because every aspect of, of getting a mortgage, every aspect of real estate takes longer right now. So it'll take longer to get your mortgage approved. It will take longer to get an appraisal. It'll take your attorney longer to get title in. Every aspect is affected, and you have to prepare for that um, and, and be ready and make sure that you get all the documentation that is needed or that's requested of you. You need to make sure that you're following up with your attorney. You need to make sure you stay in contact with your realtor. It's an important part of the process. The sellers are uh, eager to close, and they hold all the cards right now. And and that's really what I was going to sort of bring up today, which is something that has um, really come to the forefront in the last few weeks, just with me and my clients and dealing with it on a daily basis where in some capacity this comes up. And it's the fact that it is a seller's market like we've never seen before. Now, there's some great sides of getting a mortgage now and being a home buyer, obviously, and and low rates, that's one of them because you can't buy at a better time to get a better mortgage. However, it is rough out there. It is hard to find a home. There is just more people looking then there is inventory. That's the nature of, of the way it is. You had, uh, yeah, we know we had a COVID shutdown that put things on the back burner for a couple of months, and that didn't help. Um, and then you mix in the fact that now there's so much turmoil, obviously, in the in the world, and certainly in our country, that you have a lot of people doing a mass exodus from the big cities. And they want to come out to suburbia. Um, I don't blame them. It's where I live. I understand. So when you mix those two things, you you have a perfect storm of just simply not enough inventory for the amount of clients that are out there. So what does it mean? Because it's tough. Anyone who's listening to this and is in the process of looking at a home or has, has been looking for a home will know exactly what I'm talking about because the old cliche of of how you would go ahead and do it and you'd find yourself a realtor and you'd go look at this home and that home and, and then maybe you'd go back and take a second look at this home with your friends or your parents or whoever you want to bring that's going to give you opinions. That's not happening right now. Right now, when you go see a home, you need to be ready to pull the trigger and you need to be ready to sign right away and if you are not the home will be gone and it's a frustrating part you have to be aggressive with your offers 
And that's one of the toughest things I think people deal with because, listen, the entire nature of real estate, it's what we've all come to expect is what's the asking price? And then you find yourself an amount that you're going to offer. And and it's a game because at the end of the day, everybody wants the best deal. But that's normal. Everyone wants the best deal. But right now, you want the home. And... To get that home, your deal is going to have to be sweeter than the next person that's making that offer. And there is always or almost always going to be someone else who is in the mix of a home that you're interested in, who is also putting an offer in. Anyone who's looking now will know of the common things that they hear. Oh, we have an all-cash offer. Um, And I'll actually go into that in a minute and, and sort of explain at least from a seller's perspective, what all that is about. But there's all cash offers, and obviously there's other offers who are waiving what's called mortgage contingency, so whether they don't need to get a mortgage or whether they are paying, in fact, cash and don't need a mortgage at all. Um, People are doing what they can to make their offer better than the next guy. And... It can make for a rough place to be if you are a buyer, certainly a first-time home buyer, because your hope is to go in and I want to get a better deal and I want to save money. And sure, and also, obviously, you're nervous. It's a big purchase. You're excited. But the nature of real estate is someone asks, okay, let's say the home is 600000 What are you going to offer? Five fifty. dollars I used to always tell most clients, for the most part, that if you're looking at a home and you're putting an offer in and you want that to be an aggressive offer, a very reasonable aggressive offer that the offer is no more than 10% off from the asking price. And that has long been considered a strong offer. Right now, we are seeing where the asking price is not going to get you the home. And that's it's a strange place to be right now. And, and obviously, some of it is nuance and some of it is not knowing what the truth will or will not be. Everyone is going to always say that they have other people looking at the home. The problem now is that the proof's in the pudding and we see that there really are other people in the mix. And those who have been looking for a home for a long time know this. And so they're going to be more aggressive on that third offer or that fourth offer because they want the home now and and they're getting a little frustrated. And and listen, I don't blame them. I I understand that it's, it's a big deal buying a home. You see a place, you find parts of it that you love, you start to get excited, you imagine yourself in it. And so you think the natural progression is just let's make an offer and let's make a deal. And oftentimes you can be battling over it with someone else and then, boom, lose the deal. And even after coming in with an extremely strong offer, lose the deal. And now you've got to sort of wipe the slate clean and say, damn, now we've got to start over. So that home that we saw ourselves in and we imagined this town and all that is, it's going gonna, it's gonna to change. I will recommend to anyone out there that you do one thing uh, first off, which is never get too married to any one home. It leads to bad decisions. Now, 
some of that is counterintuitive to what I'm saying. And that was my advice long-term for clients. So this is not something that I would say is a recent thing. I've always say, don't get too married. You will eventually find another home. And you find that one home where the thought is, oh, we've got to have this one. We haven't seen another place like it. No place has that kind of basement or that kind of landscaping or whatever it is that that turns you on no no other home has that and you feel like this is the be all and end all i must get this house and it and it's it's going to lead to bad decisions because first of all it's not true they will there are other homes and even today as bad as it is i would still tell anyone there are other homes out there don't back yourself into a uh, into a place where you're going to make a bad decision. Now, obviously, there's a line as to what a bad decision is. What is a bad decision? Is paying $10,000 over asking price a bad decision? Not necessarily. Is paying 20000 over? Not necessarily. So it really comes down to what you're looking at, what you have seen for similar price, how much are the real estate taxes on the home, and then taking a look at the entirety of that and deciding from there what is the best decision. What a lot of people often don't realize until I discuss it with them is how little a little bit of difference in purchase price um, affects your mortgage payment. It's so far below what most people think because roughly speaking, for every $10,000 more or less you pay for a given home, it's going to change your mortgage payment about $48 a month. That's a lot less than people think. And that can be a good thing or a bad thing, obviously on the good side, which is, listen, if you love a home and you really want it and maybe you've been in the mix and you've lost a few, a few deals along the way, don't allow... $10,000 to be the decision that, that makes you lose this home. Um, it's not worth it. It's $48, which in the scheme of things is not going to affect your life at all. I think overall, certainly if we're talking about our backyard, the tri-state area, certainly Westchester County, real estate is always going to be a good investment. Homes appreciate in value, so I'm not worried about someone overpaying per se for the home. But Make sure your offer is aggressive and don't allow 5000 or 10000 to be the to be, to come between you and that home. And it does happen. I've seen it happen where people are uh, literally down to a few thousand dollars where they'll come back and, and they'll be only $2,000 apart, which as far as I'm concerned, if I have a client that's 2000 apart, the deal's done because we're going to get this home. No one should allow something that small to come in your way. Now, there are some bigger deals than that, and there are times where I tell you what, I have a client right now who is looking at a home in um, northern Westchester, and they have offered $50,000 over the asking price. Now, that in and of itself, not that big of a deal. It happens. It goes on now. But beyond that, now we have a seller who is concerned that their home may not appraise for even their asking price. 
So now they're coming back and trying to get the clients to accept that they're going to buy this home no matter what the home appraises for, essentially, which I would never recommend anyone ever do that. Listen, there are limits. Give up the home to some degree because you don't want to be in a position where you're going to spend $75,000, $100,000 um, over the market value. And obviously, listen, that's all relative. And, and so when I say that I'm talking about the most common types of purchases in the Westchester area, the anywhere from the small condo $300,000 purchase up to a nice, uh, reasonable single-family home that's maybe in the $850,000 range or down. That, that bucket, which is obviously a huge bucket, but when I talk about a $50,000 deviation, that is what I mean because obviously $50,000 for a $2.5 million home is not that big of a deal. Um, so everything is relative. But you want to try and keep your payment um, to where you want it without being silly and without giving up that home. Don't make foolish decisions. Now, what can you do to help yourself? A whole bunch of things you can do. Um, let's start with the most common thing. And I'll sound like a brokered record because I say this all the time. You must get pre-approved. At this point, it's not even an option anymore. Realtors will likely not even entertain just talking with you unless they know you have been pre-approved. And not only is it pre-approved, but they're going to take that pre-approval and they're going to verify it. So they're going, I get calls all day long saying you've pre-approved this client. We want to make sure, you know, how does their credit look or how's their income or how's their assets? And they really want essentially to get a warm and fuzzy feeling that the pre-approval that I've issued is strong. Now, and that that can vary because, listen, there are bad lenders out there. There are bad loan originators out there who don't know what they're doing and some are not honest. And so I could completely understand a realtor having a concern Fortunately for our backyard and let's say the the immediate tri-state area, for the most part, nowadays, if someone will see a pre-approval from Quintessential Mortgage, that automatically carries itself some more weight because we've built a reputation on making sure that we get our loans closed, that we don't issue erroneous pre-approvals. We only give someone a pre-approval if they actually qualify and that's only to everyone's benefit. The homeowner, the home buyer, the realtors, everyone wants this process to go well. Everyone wants a deal to be made. And you can't make a deal unless there's a viable buyer and a viable seller. And viable buyer is my job. My job is to make sure, yes, we will get them the mortgage. Now, going into the mortgage, that's the other part of this equation that you're going to see some resistance on. And it's not only about purchase price. That's an obvious and sure, we know, purchase price. Can you pay 10000 over, 20000 over? But they're going far deeper into it now. And they're saying, not just what are you offering me on the home? How are you offering it to me? Are you offering it to me as a cash deal? Which most people cannot do. Are you 
putting down 20% or only 5%? Are you doing an FHA loan or a VA loan? Or is it just a standard conventional loan? And all those things will make a difference to the seller. I will be the first to tell you that it should not make nearly as much of a difference as it does. Uh, And in one of the areas that I would give you the best example of that is when I have a client coming in and I pre-qualify them and we're looking at a loan where they want a limited down payment, whether it's because they simply just don't have the money or they want to make sure that they have a certain amount of post-closing liquidity and they want to put down only, say, 5%. Um, I know that that person's going to get qualified for that loan. But I also know that there's going to be some resistance on the seller side. They are going to be concerned with someone putting down only 5%. Because sellers want people to have skin in the game. Now, the reality of it is, which is uh, what I've long said, which is every single purchase in America is really 100% down because everyone goes to closing and the seller gets 100% of their money. Um, So should it matter whether they're putting down 5% and getting 95% financing or whether they're putting down 30%? Um, It really shouldn't matter. Does it matter to people? It matters in the sense that people want to know someone has skin in the game. And if you're comparing two offers, if you have two people offering you the same amount of money for a home, if you're both offering $550 and borrower A is putting down 20% and borrower B is putting down 3.5% with an FHA loan, the person might be inclined to say, listen, I'm going to be more comfortable with that person who's putting down 20%. They have more money. They have more skin in the game. People like a larger deposit at contract. In reality, does it mean that that person who is putting down 20% is more qualified than the 3.5%? 100% not. More so than most people realize. And that is the part that honestly still frustrates me sometimes because... The down payment is is such a small piece of mortgage qualification. Debt ratio, far and above anything else, is the most important part, second to credit, um, and third to down payment. So I find it frustrating sometimes when it's scrutinized that much and when I know that I have a client who I've issued a pre-approval for at 3.5%, and I know from my desk these people are getting approved with certainty. It's not, a, it's not a matter of maybe. They're going to get approved. No one should have a second's worry because I've qualified them and they will get approved. Now, outside unforeseen circumstances, anyone can lose their job or, or who knows what someone gets ill. But if we're talking all things being remaining equal, the person who I'm pre-approving with that 3.5%, they are in fact, going to get that loan. So it's something we have to deal with. Now, I will often speak to the seller's side of the equation, and I'll speak to the seller's agent, and I will discuss what our plans are and what type of mortgage we're looking to move forward with and how strong that client is. And I will give, obviously, my my input and my confidence on that client. And normally, if they have a pre-approval in their hand that I wrote, 
it means that I'm confident with that client. I'm not issuing a pre-approval for someone who's borderline. That doesn't help anybody. It does not help the home buyer. And, and a lot of people would love to come and get a pre-approval for any amount on planet Earth. But I mean, what good is that if you don't qualify? It's, it's just a waste of time. You're wasting your time. You're wasting realtors' times. Um, and that's not a good place. And especially right now, that's not a good place to be. So you want to be as strong of a buyer as you can be. Now, again, you can't make money grow from trees. So if you are ready to move out from, let's say, out of the city and to buy a home, and you have 5% saved up, there's nothing you can do about it. You're not going to turn that magically into 20%. So you have to go in and go in with the best possible offer and take that into consideration. Take into consideration the seller side. And that's where it sort of goes back to what I originally said, which is don't let a deal walk away for $5,000 or $10,000. Be $5,000 over or $10,000 over if you are putting the smaller down payment. It gives another look at your offer. It makes you potentially be the stronger offer now. And that's just critical. It's, It's critical right now. It is a frustrating time for people. Listen, it's supposed to be completely fun. I think it's exciting to buy a home. Um, and it is, but people are having a hard time with it. And it's important now that sort of you go on with your head screwed on straight. So I recommend that people get pre-approved. You are honest with your realtor about what you're willing to pay um, and what you really want. Don't, don't throw out the wish list automatically if you're not completely prepared to pull that trigger. Don't go see a home that's $750,000 because you think you're going to be able to offer $600,000. It is not happening right now. I, there, there's no doubt. Listen, these days, they won't even take uh, offers that in the past might have con- been considered fair enough. Now they won't even take them. Um, and some people and some agents won't even go show someone a home if, if they say, hey, I'm looking to put down 3.5% or not. I, I don't think that's fair, um, but life's not fair. So all you can do is make sure you have a strong pre-approval, which certainly I know I can give you that, that you set realistic expectations, that you're honest with your realtor, and that you are aggressive with your offers so that You have to know that if you walk into a place and you see it and you love it, make an offer. Not next week, not after you come back four times. You've got to be able to make that offer that night and wrap up the deal and try and get yourself in contract because there's someone else knocking around the corner who's trying to do the exact same thing. So we could talk about this forever. I actually plan on having a, a realtor guest on probably next week and I think we'll dive into some of this a little deeper and I really would rather get a realtor's perspective from their um, end of the table on how they view all this and I know listen I know it's different than the way I view it Um, but I think it's important insight for for people to have but at the end of the day it's a great time a broken record rates 
have never been this low. So you have the opportunity. Listen, spend a little more, by the way. Think about it. If you're paying 3% um, on a 30-year fixed mortgage where normally it was 5%, that's the equivalent of you spending another $30,000, So there's some positives to this as well. But at the end of the day, it's supposed to be fun. You want to find yourself a home. You will find yourself a home. Keep looking um, and we'll help you get there. But obviously, give me a call. I want to pre-approve you. I will talk about it. I will give you strategies and I will work with you throughout the process to make sure that we get you that home. And I tell you what, me or any one of our staff at Quintessential Mortgage, that's what we train people to do and to make sure they have a good experience. I hope everyone has a great weekend. I promise, although I've said it in the past, but I promise I'm coming back next week with a guest. And until then, enjoy yourself. Have a good weekend. And don't forget Quintessential Mortgage, no better place.